family, you're welcome to Nike with Onome podcast. I'm your host, Onome. Thank you for joining me again today. Thank you for listening and for sharing every episode of this podcast. It really means a lot. We are still on the series Love, Sex, and Marriage. And today's episode is going to be very, very interesting. We are talking about something you really want to listen to, something that a lot of us are actually going through. The topic today is single and honey. I get that question a lot of times. I mean, I'm single. I'm not supposed to deal with how I'm feeling. I know I'm supposed to have sex, but I'm not supposed to deal with all of this. I have a guest today who is going to help us dissect that topic. She's going to share her story, her own experience, and what she's going through as a single person. And my guest today is Kimberly Okorn. Kimberly is an entrepreneur. She's an intelligent, an amazing woman. Please let me make welcome my friend and sister, Kimberly. Hi, Kim. You're welcome to Nigga with Onome podcast. Thank you for being our guest today. Hello, Onome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I've been actually waiting for this opportunity, so I do not take it for granted. I'm so excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so our topic today is single and only, and we know that um mm. you are going to shed some light on that topic for us. So before we get into all of the questions and answers and all of that. Can you just tell us a little about yourself? Okay. When you say tell us a little about yourself, people that know me know that I whenever I say I'm just going to say something, I'm just going to say a few words, they're like, oh no, not with Kim. Please get your notepad, get your job, get everything, and get ready for a full second. But this time I'm not going to I'm not going to take too much uh, of your time. My name is Kimberly Edidiogokon. I'm from Aquaibom. I am a graduate of computer science and management from Wisconsin University. I am a forex trader and uh, creative designer, all-around entrepreneur. I am CEO and partner in um, Tense Nigeria Global Systems Limited. Um, I am, of course, a Jesus baby, a God's daughter, uh, you know, tongue talking, Hallelujah. all of that, all of that, all of that, all of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow, amazing. Um, so yeah, yeah that's a lot of that. That's the whole portfolio. Okay. That's, uh, really. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm still trying to build it. We are, we are just we are all coming. Okay. Mm. Mm. So, um, what's your relationship status? Um, I am by the books. I'm single. By um, society, I'm dating. I'm in a committed dating relationship. Abby, I'm dating. Okay. Um. Okay. So let's get into it. Mm. Um. So let's start with what do you think is the place of God in relationship? In finding your partner, in being with someone, what do you think is the place of God? Um, God's place in now you're about to make me get serious. Um, actually, I like to talk about things in a very simple and casual way, but um, anyway, yeah. So, for me, God's place in a relationship is the um, I'd say is the 
the first and foremost of any relationship um a relationship where god is not the author um there's no way he can be finisher because he says he's the author and finisher of our faith and so god is the center god is the beginning and god is the end i dare say god is everything so um every step we take or everything we do we um we we put god first so god is first god is priority god is paramount god is central in our relationship okay um i think i love that part when you said the alpha and the omega like it's everything in any mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i just want to ask you so um in getting the person you're dating now um say that you expressly add god did the person or how did you guys get to be together well that story is a long one so you don't have to go to this um i don't have to i don't have to give the story of me because that's another podcast on this one <laughs> all right so um we started dating a long time ago i mean a long time ago about five years ago and um as at the time i was five six years ago as at the time i was 17. and so at 17 there's really not much i could i could i could discern from the voice of god i'd say um i was just um a baby in the faith i just given my life to christ around that period of time um and so that does not mean that i will not hear god but it just means that um at that point in time i didn't really even know what to hear with regards to relationship but there's this thing god does he gives you he gives you um whatever he gives you you will always have peace with it and um all good and perfect gifts come from god right and so when i met this person that i am with um there was just a lot of turmoil on the outside of what a relationship should be like or you know back then being in school people would tell you this is the kind of person you should date um there's this kind of person who has this kind of status and all of that all of that all of that that really didn't hold water and really didn't matter deep down i always knew the kind of person i wanted even though i didn't know whether or not i was ready for it and so um when he came into my life um all i had was peace all i had was um i was at peace i was at rest i just kind of knew that i wanted to be with this person for the rest of my life i was my friend still is my friend um um we understood each other on so many levels we were like yin and yang just having each other's minds all the time and um for me at that time that was my that was the voice of god for me that was the peace that i got um into getting into the relationship was the very voice of god because what he gives you after a prayer is of course peace yeah um, that's the passage understanding and then you begin to see the results of that um and so that peace was the confirmation for me 
and yes and i have not regretted you know making that uh decision i feel like it was the right decision i'm just grateful that i had the guts to go for it because there are so many things that are trying to make me not go for it um but those things were not the things that mattered and the things that mattered were pushing or pulling me towards that relationship and you know i yielded and i'm grateful okay 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 so um let's let's get to let's get to this stuff now so um maybe this person for five years it definitely means that there's been um, a lot of chemistry going on in the air so how do yeah, so you, so how do you handle sexual in this relationship I just remember the topic, single and honey, right? <laughs> uh, okay, how do I yeah, you handle sexual temptation? Okay, so for me, um, understanding the entirety of, of something is very important. And um, I like to be very realistic. I like to be very honest and true and not superficial because being super, superficial will lead, lead to a life of hypocrisy. And um, when you're honest with yourself and you're honest with the reality of life and you're honest with the power and the strength that you have in Christ, that's where you can walk in the, um, um, you walk in the light that God has called you to. Let me not sound too spiritual. <laughs> what that means is that I understand that there, there will always be temptations, yeah. right? Because we live in this life and we live in this world where even Jesus Christ himself was tempted, yeah. right? So the temptations are always going to be there. The, the question is, how do you deal with the temptations, right? Yeah. So I know of these temptations and I constantly seek out knowledge and I seek out insights that helps me to be able to deal with this temptation. Um, uh, my pastor usually says that for relationships, a bulk of the, um, um, a bulk of the work when it comes to abstinence yeah. before marriage is on the females. And the earlier we realize that, the better because um if a woman says no then it's no right if you if you if you say that it's not going to happen it's on your terms mostly and that's the reality of it if you do not want any um you know sexual misbehavior then you can decide and it's now up to you to be stronger um to make your decision to stand firm and say that okay um we cannot do this. We cannot do that. Of course, both parties have to be on the same um, wavelength when it comes to understanding that they want to abstain. Yeah. But there is the decision of the mind and then there is the feelings or the emotions of the moment, right? Yeah. So you can make up your mind to abstain from any sexual sin. And then uh, one thing leads to another in a particular moment and you are feeling yourselves, right? Like you said, a lot of physical attraction, you are feeling yourself. So it's up to you to um, 
hold firm. For me, it's up to me to I constantly remind myself of the reason why I am doing this. So it is not because I'm trying to. Sorry. It's not because I'm trying to. Okay. You said something. That's why I want to continue. You said um, you remind yourself of the reason why you are doing this. So what is that? Yes. Why you have staying? Okay. The reason why is very biblical. Um, um, so I have so many reasons why, but I'm just going to put everything to one. Um, sex before marriage is there's this spiritual thing it does to you, of course. Yeah. Um, where it's, it's, it's a soul tie, so to say, and um. Uh, it connects you to a person that you are not married to. It connects you to somebody outside of holy matrimony. And whether or not you say you are going to marry that person, what you did was you basically stole from the cooking pot. Like you took what you were not supposed to take, right? So um, that's one. And then it connects your spirits. It connects you on a very deep spiritual level where sometimes somehow the habits the other person has or had will begin to rub off for you and we think usually it's a physical thing but a lot of things are spiritual and so when something ha- begins to happen to a person or begins to happen to you that used to or is what happens to the other person you know that oh okay there's an exchange that has happened here and the reason why god wants us to um, abstain um, I would say is absolutely for our sake and not for him whether we we decide to fall into sexual sin or not it does not affect God in any way yeah. and for me I have that at the back of my mind um, and also I am somebody who is very enthusiastic about the weight I love the the thrill of the weight I mean um, we have the rest of our lives yeah. why rush it or why try to you know you have the rest of your life right so don't try to rush there's the the scripture says for everything there's a season mm-hmm. do not try to um rush something that um you're not supposed to do at, at that particular time it's like eating rice before it is cooked yeah from the pot you understand so take your time and pace yourself and let it you know get to that point in time it was made sex is an amazing thing and i'm not just saying sex i'm saying generally sexual you know um different forms of sex but i'm saying um you know that sexual connection and all of that is an amazing thing between two people who are in holy matrimony and i just want to leave out that scripture right i want to leave out that scripture i do not want to be tied spiritually before you know the time i also love the thrill of the weight and you know among other things but those are the major things those are my reasons for deciding that okay i want to stay i want to abstain up until that time um so what is the importance like okay you have actually had this mindset. What's the importance of dating somebody with that same mindset? Because see, I've, I've had simple ladies who had the same mindset. 
But then they fell in love with mm. Along the line, who did not believe the same thing they believed, and then they fell for the trick of, come on, it's no big deal. Mm. I wanted to ask, is it that you were the one who, or you and your partner just agreed that see for this relationship? Mm. Mm. It, it, it actually makes the it makes the world of difference when you have somebody that you guys can you guys have the same mind for Christ and you have the same mind for the things that is right so um, first off like I said we are friends and so friends can always talk to each other and I'll be like guy man we need to take this step. We need to do this. And it's like, oh, yeah, true. So how do we go about it? Or let's, let's you know, take the step. Let's make the move. Secondly is that we are friends. And secondly is that we both have the same value system, right? We have the same value system. So we believe in abstinence till marriage. We believe in that. Um, we are also human, so we understand our weaknesses and we don't try to um, be hypocritical about it. We are very real with ourselves. We are very honest. We are very transparent and we are very in touch with our feelings and our emotions and, you know, everything that comes with it. So we try as much as possible to be honest with, as honest with each other as possible. And we want to just do better. We want to set a better example. We want to do it the right way. And that's just it. So we've we've had the same mind. Scripture says, can two work together unless they be in agreement? So we have the same mind. And it is that agreement that has kept us. If for adventure, it was a one-sided thing, then we probably wouldn't have lasted this long. And there would have been a lot of issue. Either I would have given in or I would have given up, right? Yeah. But we have the same mind and that's that's what has kept us so it's very very important that you are with somebody who has shares the same value shares the same belief and is of the same mind and heart with you yeah i think i i totally really agree with that value system because a lot of people mm. have a relationship based on feelings i mean i like this person mm. and then before you know it you guys are actually not seeing the world the same way you know, mm. really, I've seen single people who actually messed it up because they just dated this person that they randomly fell in love with, and then along mm. the way, like that, you know, as in it's like what we have. I met him in church, does not mean that he's going to be married. Mm. It's wrong, yes. Mm. So, there is mm. a need to actually agree and come to see. I, I feel people these days don't, don't talk in relationships, that's the truth. I think we don't mm. although the, the people don't have those 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 real honest difficult yeah awkward uncomfortable conversations exactly. people just avoid it but those conversations are the most important because those conversations are based off of the things that really go on in your mind out of the abundance of the heart heart the mouth speaks right so um those awkward those um uncomfortable conversations are the ones that really allow us to express what we really think how we really feel and it takes away the fear so a lot of people live in fear of how will this other person take it if i'm honest about how i really see this thing for example females are afraid of you know ah, 
if I tell him that I don't really want this thing, is he going to go? Ah, if he goes, man, how am I going to, you know, do? How am I going to live? Who is going to love me? Who is going to date me? I mean, he used to do this for me. He used to do this for me. It's not that bad. I know we start out of here. We start making excuses for ourselves and our partners rather than just having the conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Okay, so yeah. let's um, let's talk about setting boundaries in relationships. So now, mm. I, personally, I believe that it's not enough to actually say and want and uh, sorry, say and not want to have sex. I think there has mm. to be practical steps that you would take. Because like you said, Nisha, like you said the first time, temptations will definitely happen. You will definitely be with yes. just want to do this thing. So are there boundaries that you have set for yourself, Abby, that you guys have set to say, no matter what happens, we will not um when it gets to this point, we call it quit or are there do you have boundaries or what practical steps are you taking to make sure that it does not happen? Great question. Thank you for that. Um um you know, for a couple of years, we struggled. We've been dating for... This is our sixth year, actually. I mean, December uh, will make us six years. We've been dating for a, a couple of years. And we've over the years, we've struggled with um, um, being consistent with this our decision to stay um, pure to or stay um, um, celibate or abstain. Yeah. whatever the, the word is till marriage you know we yeah. try it for a period of time and then we just find ourselves getting weak but one thing that has worked like magic and i'm not even trying to even sugarcoat it um i'm not even trying to make it seem easy or anything is accountability we've really struggled with accountability over the years but um, um a year or two ago we we decided to get actually really seriously accountable i on, on my end i decided that men i'm going to do this accountability thing for you because um a lot of people struggle with accountability because not all and i say this uh not all pastors are counselors mm. right so sometimes they might not know how to handle your situation from the aspect that you wanted to people want somebody to not judge them yeah. people don't want to feel judged they already know whether or not what they are doing is right or wrong that's why they are coming to you in the first place yeah. they want somebody who can totally understand somebody who can somewhat relate somebody who does not judge them and somebody who can practically and realistically work with them through it somebody they can say exactly how they feel to and not feel like they are saying too much or not feel like the person is going to you know look at them a certain way they don't just get that energy or that vibe that man this person is judging me or trying to control me or that vibe that is just off and it's, it's a very sensitive thing so we struggled with it a couple of um times and then we got it right the, the accountability accountability thing we got it right and um i'll tell you that accountability has really helped that's one of the things that has helped us i know you're talking about boundaries but accountability has really helped us so in times when we are weak in times when we feel um a certain way first off we're accountable to each other 
then we are accountable to our spiritual heads then we are accountable to our friends who share the same value system not um friends who don't share the same value system so we have a circle we have each other then we have our spiritual authority where we express our feelings and everything too and that really helps us secondly we understand that um you know there's the do not spend alone time in a, in each other's houses inside a room thing you know it by default i'm not saying that that is going to auto, that automatically means that if parliamentary people find themselves um, in a room then they should run helter skelter no wisdom is profitable to direct what it means is that you yourself know the time that you are feeling some type of way yeah. and you know the avenues that are going to trigger you know or fuel those feelings you just avoid them right and be honest about it and so if for example i'm in a state where i feel like um i'm not so strong in that aspect like um i need i would i would give myself space right yeah. and i can be honest and say oh hey babe um i cannot really see you here today because i mean if i come there i'm not i don't know how i'm going to deal handle myself and i don't want to have to put you in that situation where you have to deal with it so can we um see tomorrow or can this happen it's just being aware of how you are feeling being honest with it yeah. and um just staying away simply fleeing mm. from from temptation just fleeing from temptation so those are the things that we've been able to do those are the boundaries that we've been able to set those are just being honest being accountable and being in touch with how we actually feel has helped yeah i think you see that that on that honesty actually really helps like i just mm. People in relationships will learn to actually open up to their partner. It's not a crime. You're feeling in a certain way, and you tell your partner about it. You're like, oh, sorry. Yes. Like you said, I can't see you today because I'm feeling in a certain type of way, and if I come, all of this will happen. Mm. You also respect your opinion, mm. and then okay, oh, fine, let's say another day. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's really great that, and I also love the whole accountability thing. Honestly, it really helps to be. Yeah, I want to really put it out there. If you are dating somebody who who doesn't want to be accountable, then I don't think you're in the right relationship. The person you are dating must be able to submit a particular authority. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, there is somebody you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm going to her house. What are you going to do? How long will you be there? I mean, it's not it's mm-hmm. that that they actually act mm-hmm. act of love. Um, yes, yes. I, I really think you guys are really doing well. Okay, so we are trying. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> okay, so trying. Let's, let's get to that point now. Um, for those who have messed up, now yeah. I think this person along yeah. the line it happened. See, I've seen mm-hmm. I've heard stories of people who never got out of that guilt, who felt like. Mm. I made the biggest mistake. So, what would I have to say to someone like that who has fallen like I've had sex? Is that a second chance? Mm. So, what do you think? I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's a no-brainer. 
of course there is a second chance the scripture says that the righteous the righteous you are righteous will fall seven times but surely they will rise again and it's it's a, I, I believe everybody every christian should always hold on to um the word of god because for me that is what takes me through my christian journey and being able to deal with guilt and being able to deal with um um sin and you know the condemnation that the devil tries to um put in our hearts um, in order to um camouflage the conviction of the holy spirit because as children of god when we when we sin as righteous um um as the righteous when we sin we are convicted by the holy spirit but the devil tries to condemn us so conviction is short term condemnation is you know it lingers longer it's just a, a visitor that has overstayed its welcome right so conviction tells you that this is not your nature condemnation tells you that this is who you are and that you can never be better mm-hmm. conviction is like you can i mean this is not you i mean you are better than this so i mean don't stay here just get up and get out of here you are you are made for more you are a royal priesthood you are a holy nation you are the light of the world you are the salt of earth the devil tells you you are nothing you are a sinner you have sinned you, you can never amount to anything. Look at you. After staying celibate for this long, then you've given up yourself. How weak, how this, how that. You have disappointed God. Can God forgive you? So it's clear. Conviction and condemnation. And what a lot of people deal with is condemnation and not conviction. Um, so you can actually get out of that guilt. You can just remind yourself of what the word of god says get up the bible says incline yourself so when you incline yourself it means there was a decline if you are in a state of decline quickly incline yourself get back to an upright state and focus god is ready to meet you where you are just like the prodigal son he's running towards you as you are running towards him he is not going to wait for you to get to him the moment you take the steps to move towards him, he's running back at you. He's chasing you. He's God is hunting you down, I dare say. So do not stay in that place of guilt. You are you are not your mistakes. That's not what you are. You are what God says that you are. God says that you are forgiven. God says that you are redeemed. God says that um, he will forgive you 77 times 7 right yeah yeah the idea of that is not to keep scores the idea of that is to tell you that you can be forgiven uncountable times that's not an excuse for you to stay in a place of sin but that is supposed to strengthen you um um god says he gives us the power both to will and to do what pleases him so there is grace to come out of it as long as you are willing to come out of it and you don't want to stay in that place of sin if you have made mistakes it doesn't matter the mistake you made it really doesn't matter god doesn't care about that right now i I would say to anybody who is living in that guilt you are the only person who is worried about what you did god is not worried about what you did god has 
clean or cleared your slate you have a clean slate before god the devil is just trying to bring to you what is not yours you have a clean slate so come out of that place incline yourself and begin to move forward to your new reality if you fall get up and continue on the journey it doesn't really matter how many times you fall as long as you don't stop walking in that direction that god is calling you to just keep moving don't stop you stumble keep going you fall rise up keep going it doesn't matter that's just it Mm, thank you so much Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, you have, you have, you've made me, you made me preach in this podcast. I really wanted to be goofy and silly. Sharing. Oh my god. Okay, so let me. This is the final question now. Mm. And um, I want you to talk about that. So, how does somebody dealing with sexual addiction or any addiction in the form? What is the way out? was way out of addiction, sexual addiction. First off, you have to you have to you have to accept um you have to come to terms with the fact or the reality of where you are. Otherwise you'll be living in denial. If you're addicted, say yes you are addicted. It's first you have to come to terms with it first before you begin to find a way out. Because some people try to spiritualize it and say, no, I reject it. I rebuke it. I'm not addicted. Hello, you're addicted. You're addicted. Right? So if you're addicted to something, you first accept it before you break free from it. You cannot be in a cage and say, no, I'm not in bondage. Now, then you are not speaking prophetically. You are just speaking from a place of denial. You are in a cage. You are in a cage. Understand the reality. When you understand the, the reality that you're in a cage, then you will now look for ways to break out of it, right? Okay. So accept that you are in that place and then um, begin to take steps to come out of it. Pray. Study the word of God about your addiction, right? So what does the word of God say about sex? What does the word of God say about sexual addiction? Google scriptures if you have to. And then, secondly, pray. Or thirdly, pray. So I've said, um, from what I know, I'm no expert, right? Yeah. From what I know, you must accept where you are. Yeah. You must begin to look for ways to come out of it in prayer, in studying of the word. Yeah. Then, in accountability, you have to make sure that you the Bible says confess your sins one to another so you must talk to it about a spiritual authority that you honor, respect and regard them and their opinion and ideology in life especially with regards to that aspect of addiction so you must be accountable and then you must be willing to consistently work out your way from that addiction it is not easy but it is it's in the grace of god so the grace that gives you the, the scripture says that in our weakness his strength is made perfect so sometimes we try to come out of addiction with our own human strength and your strength can only take you so far but the strength of god is unlimited 
you have to realize and accept also within yourself that I am weak and I cannot. One thing I always tell myself is, I tell God that, Baba God, you know, me and you know, by myself, I cannot do this thing. It's kind of like this celibacy thing. I told God that I can't do this thing by myself, but I trust you that you are going to carry me through and you are going to give me the grace to constantly, every day, to constantly yield to you. And so it is that decision to be yielded to the power of God. He has given us the power to will and to do. There's the power that worked in Christ that made him sinless throughout the time that he lived in the earth. It's the same power that is working in us, both to will and to do what pleases God. So there is power for you to do and to will and to do what pleases God. You just need to yield to that power. You will know that power. You will feel that power. You will submit to that power. Then you stay away from your triggers. The things that trigger you into that addiction, yeah. if it's pornography, if it's ex- exotic movies, if it's some certain kind of conversations or environment or certain kind of music, you know it. Write them out and stay away from them. You have to, it is a deliberate action and seek counseling. You know, the counseling also happens with the accountability. Yeah. I probably managed to jumble everything up, but you get the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seek counseling, proper counseling, wise counsel. Wisdom thrives the multitude of good counsel, right? So seek wise counsel and you get out of it. There is no bondage. Jesus came to set the captives free. So surely claim that word that you are set free from every captivity of addiction and you come out of it. Surely you will. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just add this as a, as a point on top. That healing is a continuous journey. Healing is not something that... Yes. So when you're actually addicted, yes. you are not, you are over. I just know that it's a continuous process. It doesn't mean you're not... Yes anymore you will still be tempted but what yes. the fact that now you know better now you know how to handle your triggers now you understand that it's not where you are it's not where mm. and mm. so i also believe that the grace of god is able to see you through and carry you through mm. so, yes. thank you so much for yes wisdom thank you for having me thank you i really appreciate this 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 was deep this was a deep session very impactful very naked very very naked (laughs) it really was thank you so much i appreciate thank you too i know we have learned a lot from today's episode now you understand how you're supposed to deal with these emotions you know you need an accountability partner you know you need god to help you go through this phase and if you are dealing with any addictions now you know what to do please don't forget to talk to a counselor if you cannot handle it all by yourself thank you so much for your love and support i really appreciate it please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on apple and google it really helps the rating of this podcast i really appreciate you guys a lot and I hope I'm praying for Christmas and New Year. I know we are all already this season. And I promise you, we have a lot to still talk about it before the end of this year. I pray that God keeps us, blesses us, upholds us. And I wish you God's best until we meet again. I'm still your girl. Oh, no, man. Enjoy. <laughs>